Hey. Hey, can you hear me well? Yeah. Test, test. You got me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, totally awesome. This gets better and better. Mary Claire, you are the you are the fifth contestant on Dr. Drill's Making Motivation podcast. And uh I want to get everybody on this list, but you, given that we just had a little brief exchange yesterday and about woodworking, obviously sure. that that gets me all riled up. But I, you know, we're no you're no longer my student, but did receive a uh superior marks in my anatomy and physiology class so hats thank you, off thank to you. you had a great professor for that so thank you ah <laughs> <laughs> hey it was a labor of love with, with you and the rest of the crew i mean just really good students and inspiring and just bright and and all that uh we want the youth of today all the all the, the traits that we want the youth of today to exemplify but you are particularly as i described you before a uh, very bright bulb. So thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm so happy to have you on this on this podcast once again. It's making motivation with Dr. Drill, and so everything that we talk about on here should be about that. What what yes. motivates us? What drives us? Perfect. Um, right. So what motivates you? What motivates me? Wow. Um, <laughs> there's so many things. So, uh, to kind of get right, right into it, I would say, you know, you're an AMP professor. Everybody knows this. Everybody loves it. Um, I would say with nursing specifically, one of the things that motivates me is just having a love for people, having a curiosity for people, you know, um, one of the first things, you know, getting into nursing, everybody wants to help people. Everybody wants to form a human connection with people and really get involved in, you know, being there in those moments that aren't so good um, with different health disparities and things like that. So I would say what motivates me is, yes, having that, you know, loving connection with people, but also trying to figure out, okay, what are the issues that you're dealing with and how can we go about solving them? So, yeah, just keeping that curious mind is pretty good. To be inquisitive. Yes. That's, I tell you what, I think that uh, you're off to a great start because... It's apparent to me at 45 years of age and having some significant life, uh, you know, led a pretty interesting life. You have to, you have to find, um, you have to build your own fun. You have to, Oh, for be, sure. You can't, you can't wait for things to come to you. You have to take interest in the world and uh, what's happening around us and truly be, I mean, some people just, aren't curious about how things mm -hmm. work. Um, but I think that they're missing out because there's so much out there to learn. And we've really do have a finite uh, time period in which to pursue all this knowledge. But yeah, I, I picked up right away that you're the type of individual that is, is similarly minded. I remember early on, I guess it was last semester or mm -hmm. first anatomy semester where you said, well, I don't know, you know, I, I really enjoy this philosophy class that I'm taking. Yes. Uh, what was it about philosophy that had your interest? So philosophy, again, the whole idea with philosophy, it comes from, you know, the love of wisdom. That's what the word means. So it's really, again, staying educated, having that inquisitive mind for a lot of the deeper questions in life. And I think you you put it perfectly. You know, a lot of people you know, we end up living these these lives and we don't tend to question everything. We get into sort of a routine. 
lives. And I think the more that you can, you know, open your eyes to different things, ask more questions, ask why things are the way that they are, and try to get to the bottom of things. I think it can just make your life so much um, richer, um, more genuine, have a lot more authenticity to it. So, yeah. <laughs> it's rewarding. It's rewarding it's so to find rewarding. out. Right? And there's no, there's really no end to it because we can... Uh, you know, a little quick story. My my daughter, she's in fifth grade, and she know she hates school. It's it's heartbreaking to me yeah. because I've been there. Was there. Time, yeah, there there was a time when I felt that way, I believe, and a teacher made the difference for me. I had a uh, English teacher who Mrs. Haynes, who actually mm -hmm. I reconnected with like twenty years later, and told her how instrumental she was but up to that point it wasn't anything that anybody else was doing wrong I and mean, I had some teachers that I didn't like sure and some subjects that I didn't do well in and so then I fled from those you know I, I tucked tail and ran from those um, subjects but Lily it, it, I would come home day after day and say hey Lily would you learn you know well, you want you to yeah. learn something every day I want you to be interested in the world and you know, try to find cool stuff. You really like art, don't you, Lil? Hey, how about this? And so I was trying to hit her with different, from different angles, trying to inspire. And she, um, one day we were just outside because I'm always outside working on some sort of wood carving or whatever. And I love it. Yep. I, yeah. Right. So I had brought some stuff home from the office that was cleaning out during this pandemic, just trying to, you know, extra time on my hands. So I'm like, what the hell? So I found these phones that were uh, landlines, like cordless, cordless landlines that they were like 10 years old. So let me and Lily Retro. cracked them open. Yeah. We cracked <laughs> them open and, and pulled out the guts of these phones. And I said, Oh, look, there's a little speaker and look, it's a magnet on that speaker. I don't know what that's about, but anyway, we took this, these phones apart and saw what was inside them and imagined what Try to come to some conclusion, like, oh, this is where you talk into. So that must be a microphone. And this is that. Yeah. And it, she said, she goes, I'm going to use that when we do our virtual um, tech class. We do our technology class. Now I'll have something to tell them. And I thought, hell yeah, man, that's learning. Perfect. Yeah, that's so fun. It is. It is. Yeah. It's wonderful. And we so, have to enjoy the ride. Go ahead. Uh, just a question I have for you that kind of popped into my head because, you know, talking with education and staying on that, something I've really noticed, um, the big difference with professors that really make an impact in your life, um, I think it's interesting to see how different educators, some of them want the students to really learn everything on their own, and other professors, you know, they're going to give you everything, <laughs> and you don't really have to learn, so I wanted to know, as an educator yourself, how you're able to kind of walk that line where, you know, the kids are learning for themselves, but, you know, you're also there for them, if you want to talk about that, too. Yeah, that's great. That's very inspiring. Uh, you know, I think I think we're all our own worst, our own worst critics. So I often am wondering, um, you know, I, I love I, I, teaching. I absolutely love it. I thought that it was something that I um, I love the information, so I was going to go forward and teach it, and uh, I was inspired to do so. But I, as I've told you, ladies and gents, I never anticipated that my favorite part would be the interaction with with you. And sure. uh, it really has. The people that I've met and the friends that I've met through it. Uh, um, but to answer your question, learning, as you pointed out, mm -hmm. about being inquisitive, learning 
it's got to, it's best when it comes from within, you have to have something's yeah. got to stimulate. Yeah. Something's got to stimulate your interest. And then if, when you pursue it and you find, you figure out how things work, you break open a phone, you tear the guts out, <laughs> some conclusion, and then maybe you can put things back where they were or use, save that stuff and use it later. Or, um, until you have some experiences with the material firsthand and actually figure out how things work, which is rewarding. So then you have an interest, a genuine interest. Um, it's just knowledge. It's just, you, you don't have a place for the knowledge. And so um, A&P, Anatomy and Physiology, is notoriously an information dump. So no mm-hmm. doubt there's just a tremendous amount of volumes of information that you have that you have to know and my job as a teacher is to interpret it and the way I interpret it is yeah I'll talk through a lecture but I like to go on little segues and do stories or try to insert humor or try to take us running and exercising through the fields (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty original (laughs) well yeah well you know what another thing is I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm an eccentric, a fairly eccentric person. I don't know when it started. I'm trying to, <laughs> at, at, at midlife, I'm trying to figure out. You're in good company. Born. Yeah, right? Well, it's boring to be normal. It's boring to be, you know, right now I'm sitting here at my front desk waiting on my three o'clock appointment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I carve, I, I cut a mohawk into my head last night. That's so much. That's I don't the get, first listen. thing everybody is telling you not to do during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Well, you know, do I, it. You know, I shaved my head anyway. Sure. So I so I had to uh, do a little innovation and help my son because he his birthday was earlier in the week and we uh, we wanted him to have a fresh haircut in the in the pictures that we took. But I said, "What the hell?" You know. First of all, I'm 45. I got this the salt and pepper thing going on. I ain't got really anybody to impress anymore. And it's an ability, it's it's an opportunity for me to express myself. So what the there fuck? There you go. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but the teaching thing, that, to me, it's like leading, you got to lead a horse to water. You have to for try sure. to capture interest. And so my goal with the a very complex subject matter was to say, you know what? I know damn well that you guys have heard horror stories about this course, or maybe you failed the course in high school or even in college once before. I'm not trying to be an obstacle to you to learn. Yes. I'm, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I'm going to treat, yeah, first of all, I'm going to treat you like a human being and with respect, and I'm going to tell some stories and I'm going to get to know you. And then if you like me, maybe you like the subject matter a little bit more. And yeah, for sure. It's more engaging. No, you only you you put in as much as you're going to take out for sure. Yeah, that's one of my mottos: is what you put in, you get out. But yeah. some things, some things, as we know, like I know you guys are taking statistics or even art. I know that you're um, sitting mere feet away from a beautiful ceiling tile that you and the, <laughs> the crew collaborated on. And oh, so, have but fun. <laughs> You guys did a great freaking job. And that I can't tell you all that that means to me that you, know, you guys would have done that. And, oh, of you know. course. We're so happy to do it. And, of course, you know, having it be a group project is so, so helpful, too. <laughs> Something to remember us with. Well, before that, correct me if I'm wrong, you ladies were saying that part of the 
part of the um, some of the crew anyway had said that the assignments in the art class were they wanted you to do things a certain way whereas art is arguably about art you're expressing yourself so if you you and I draw a, a, a landscape painting it doesn't have to be friggin identical right I mean right right yeah so, there's so much you know beauties in the eye of the beholder of course but I think it's 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 weird balance because you want to get the the skills down like take, take woodworking for example I'm trying to learn that so you got to understand you know sanding paper different grits same thing with art you know you want to know the fundamentals of it and it's hard because I tend to be a person who, you know, I'll have 20 different projects at the same time because it's just too fun and I have so much I want to do. But, yeah, definitely knowing the fundamentals of things uh, prepares you for that. But also, it's art. Who cares? You know, you express yourself and be creative and passionate about it. And then whatever comes out of that is really just exciting to do, especially with friends. Oh, yeah. It's tremendous to me. Art. Art is one of the most, it brings more joy to me than, than so many aspects of life. Like it's, there's all kinds of memes and images out there speaking to that. Like mm -hmm. life without art is, is it sucks, man. You, it, like life, it's, you know, it is a work of art. It's something, the notion that we could wake up every day and try to find something to tinker with or tweak or looking at shapes in the clouds or in the woods and, and looking at a beautiful sunshine su mm -hmm. sunset or sunrise or the, just finding the beauty yes. where yes. other people don't see that, you know, they don't see in A and P they don't see um, and, and they're not, or they think that the, what kills me is when people say, Oh, I'm not creative. I don't have a creative bone in my body. <laughs> it's like, no, you just haven't found your niche yet. You haven't found that special thing. I think one of the most important things that I was able to get out of A&P, um, you know, going along with, you know, sometimes you feel life is normal, life is mundane, whatever. Learning to appreciate the extraordinary things in everyday life is so important. So then when we're in A&P and we're learning about, you know, cardiac function, that was amazing to me. Learning about how intricate everything is in the human body, how everything has to function with such you know it, it just all has to work together and it's all so minute it's just amazing to me that all of that can work together and nobody knows about it so yeah I would say to remember how how to see extraordinary things in life how to see different beautiful things in life yeah and AMP will definitely remind you of that <laughs> well yeah and and it, it is like it is art personified the human yeah. I was like Anatomy and physiology, human anatomy and physiology is like um, it's poetry in motion. It is a a instruction manual for your own body. Mm -hmm. So why mm -hmm. why people? I've met people who have taken anatomy. You know, patients who come in or somebody I sure. meet. Oh, you teach you teach A and P, and they're like, uh, oh, that was my least favorite class. I barely made it through, and I thought. As I've and as I've said in lecture lab on several occasions, I don't want to show up to. Uh, I, I want everybody to do well mm -hmm. because if you do well, that means that I've, te I've taught you well. And then if I, God forbid, wind up in your ER or your clinical setting, whatever it may be, 
I know that the person who's taking care of me knows what the hell they're talking about. Of course, yeah. And it's so it's so it's such so easy to fall in love with. It shouldn't be. And this is something a commentary on the teaching of of these involved, you know, in any subject matter that's that's very detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you have to you have to help people find a way to um, to see the beauty. Sometimes it's not obvious. And so let's say we're teaching anatomy, or let's say we're teaching organic chemistry, which is oh my god, it's oh. so difficult. You're giving me flashbacks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) difficult because it's abstract. And so it's, it's a very challenging course, but if a teacher goes out of their way, or let's say we're talking about history and a teacher Mm -hmm. is like, all right, we're going to do a reenactment today. You guys are going to be the, um, this is a revolutionary war and you're going to be the red coats and we're going to be revolutionary soldiers. And this is what's happened. Here comes George Washington. If you, if you do that and you have a, a, you know, make it a play, make it a, uh, bring it to life. People love that shit. You know, (laughs) we definitely do. Yeah. You're so much more involved in it for sure. It's not hard to love, to, to love that sort of approach. And so that's, that's who, what I aspire to. Yeah. uh, Hey, this is crazy though. I got, you know, and I think I might even share this with you. (laughs) There's always like 10%. There's always that you have to realize you can't please everybody. I got somebody. Oh boy. Yep. For the final exam, I did a um, anatomical scribble. Mm-hmm. So it was tell me the three content areas were like let's say it was urinary, digestive, and uh, reproductive. So you give me three pages on the front, information dump everything you know, drop it on the front, on the back, put together some illustrations illustrate to me show me what you know it was like a project and it wasn't apart from the standard friggin um scantron sheet bullshit that everybody complains <laughs> about with day in and day out right people hate that people but i deviated that. from that i deviated from that in, in a pandemic and i said <laughs> okay email me your anatomical scribble and I'm going to base it off of like, you know, you know it's got thinking, be how could shit. this possibly go wrong? <laughs> I, I shit you not. I heard from my boss. Oh, and Lord. she's like, somebody told me that you're, you, you, you had the final exam before finals week and you, uh, it was, it was, a, a, it was a take home exam and it was apart from the standard. You gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, <sighs> But That's such a shame. One, it's only one person, though. Yeah, of course. Um, you can't please everybody. You can't. So listen, though. Tell me that I got about 10 minutes and I got a patient coming in. And I, sure. I want to get to our I want to get to our woodworking. Yeah. So tell me about your woodworking interest that you've been exploring and sharing with me a little bit uh, during this time. Oh, Lord. OK, so this is so exciting. So I remember being a kid, I would go into the garage and you know, my dad would have different things for woodworking, you know, the, the huge red, you know, tool thing on the wall. I don't even know what that's called yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> but just all these tool kits, all this stuff I could work on. So I started making, you know, little ornaments and stuff around Christmas time. And, you know, I've always thought of something that to be something I want to do. And right now in the pandemic, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm a big gardener. I love to garden. I have 72 
stinking sunflower seeds in the backyard. They're growing pretty well. You might get right, one. Right. Yeah. So, Beautiful. so we're growing different things, got some tomatoes going and, I'm, and my brother, he works construction and they always have a bunch of pallets and stuff and machinery. And I said, well, why don't you bring a pallet home and I can make like a vertical garden? Um, because I've seen different things online, different projects for that. So yeah, I think the, the most important thing with woodworking is make something that's useful, but also putting your own flair to it, making it beautiful. And, you know, I found a bookcase that's been in our family for years out in the garage that's been there for like over 50 years or so. So now I'm trying to restore that, sand that down. And really, I think it's important to, because again, you're crafting, but you're also looking at the historical side of things. So yeah, it's just been a really fun thing to learn about again. And yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. There's something about woodwork that um i mean i'm i'm always elated when i hear that somebody is also interested um i mean most people know somebody who likes to make things and the, the maker movement they call it uh, right and there's actually even there's something called the maker fair which they were having them in every city i believe uh across the country and maybe even the world and they actually the world maker fair was in new york's uh new york city and for years I plotted to go, but I never made it to it. Hopefully they can pick that back up sure. after. But but wood, that it's organic, that it is something, like you said, uh, a fixture, something that's been in the family forever. Mm -hmm. You can take that, make something from it, or a pallet, something that most people will, will um, regard as firewood or just a throwaway sort of thing. Um, making something out of wood is is unbelievable i mean it's it's one of my passions it's so rewarding definitely it's it's great you know so we'll have to get you up uh seriously on the invite you are always welcome to come up to the carving pit we can make a sea turtle or uh in the fall we make pumpkins pumpkins were like a big seller and oh that's right and that's a chainsaw carving thing but we use an angle grinder too and it's you might think if you're thinking now it's out of your comfort zone, you would love it. Oh no! Oh, I could see yeah. myself with a chainsaw any day. Come on, <laughs> how fun and this would is that an electric be? One. Yeah, and this is an electric one, so it doesn't it. It's not as smelly and, and loud or whatever. But it's, oh, who cares? That's <laughs> that's fun too. Like making the mess of it. People are so afraid it to is. do that, you know. But it's it's a fun time. It is true. <laughs> and you know, you mentioned that the. Um, that you might have a bunch of you like you start a bunch of projects right yes and have them going at, at one time almost like you're reading a bunch of different books at the same time right you're like go over there sure tweet this, <laughs> make a picture frame make a make a palette couch or whatever so what kind of projects are you working on now oh right now well i have the palette board like with the garden i am trying to make you know some palette furniture working on that um, oh, an interesting thing. I want to make uh, like flower boxes, like window boxes. And I mm -hmm. found up in the of the garage, there's all this wood. 
and it's like trim stuff from the house. Some of it's like these old cedar planks, really good stuff. So yeah, I'm going to try working on that just because I love, again, gardening and everything. So yeah, those are some of the things I'm working on right now. But I think as a really cool like master project, I would love one day to like make a door with like stained glass or like a Dutch door, something that you can really put into a home and have it as a part of it because, you know, that would be really cool. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be really fun. There's always so much to learn. Yeah. And, you know, you get on a place like, uh, if you're like me, you get on a website like like Etsy or Pinterest or something. Right. Forget it. Forget it. The wheels start turning. And I just made, um, I just delivered this morning, actually, on this beautiful day. I delivered a two by 12 that I made into a height chart. Mm-hmm. for a, a couple of young uh, family these they have two young boys and this is going to be you know during the pandemic hey we're all at home yeah. let's track how how tall you've grown so i made i took a two by 12 and i carved a tree into it and then i burned the grain in the two by 12 along the pattern of the tree oh that's and great so, and then I, yeah and so yeah and so to have something that as you mentioned before is practical it looks it's cool it's art but it's also practical right that's a very neat thing to to do yeah and I want to ask too with your experience in making things something that I'm really kind of learning now is how much perfectionism kills whatever you're trying to do I mean you know whether it's painting if I'm trying to write poetry if I'm trying to do like woodwork whatever it is i maybe you can talk about it a little bit with perfectionism like how to get away from that and really you know just appreciate the process yeah well one thing's for sure we're never are we we're all are our own worst critics so i'm never happy with the finished product seldom am, am i am i perfectly happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned to let it go. You know, there's actually something that I might have shared with you, but you, you might have seen on your own as well. Let's say we're talking about Indian, authentic Indian woven blankets mm-hmm. and any sort of craftsperson. Let's let's look at like Native American blankets that are dyed and are woven and are meticulously put together. It was customary when these master craftspeople would make these blankets for them to leave a little bit of uh, imperfection in the pattern. Wow. And that, that became like their signature. Mm. Or if they were making pottery, there would be like a little chip or a little finger dent or whatever it was, imperfection in that pottery. And they said that they, that was part of the philosophy because if you're making nothing is ever too perfect, um, God is the only perfect, uh, you know, source out there. So right, right. You don't you don't, you don't want to uh, upset the gods by make because your craftsmanship is too, too good. So, so or another one where they, it's not, I think it's a Japanese technique where they they'll take a cracked piece of ceramic mm-hmm. and they will they would inlay it in gold. They would fill the crack with oh, gold. Oh wow to highlight the cracks because, Hey, you know, we all got cracks, but that's how the light gets in MC. For sure. <laughs> you got it. Fucking hey, Hey, <laughs> so nothing, 
nothing is ever perfect. And so if we, if we, you, you, we want to improve in every way, but right. if we beat ourselves up over some minor detail that the client can't see anyway, I tell you, anytime that I've delivered a, a wood carving, I always say, yeah, let me know, you know, it's got a lifetime guarantee. If you have any, any tweaks, I want you to be happy with it. So please let me know if there's anything that I can do uh, to improve it or whatever. And yeah. most people say it's awesome. We love it. <laughs> and they don't, and there's something that's, that's a fact, MC, mm -hmm. especially given your exuberance and you just, a, you're just a really, you exude a lot of positivity. People oh, are good. Gonna, they're, they're not buying we don't buy products. We buy people. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 right. And so when you are, I was, well, this is great. And it's a great way for us to tie this up. I'm watching this show right now on my family's watching a show called 30 works. Have you heard of that? I don't think I have. I'll look into it. Oh my God. So What's it's, it about? Woman, it's, old, it's an old woman uh, from rural Maine and people are poor and people are um, resourceful. And Maine is like a, it's almost like a country unto itself. I have a buddy from Maine and he was telling me about how, how people are always talking. There's all these shows about Alaska, life right. below zero, live, live in Alaska. Well, Maine is pretty much, it's only like a half a day away driving time. And it's, it's like that. It's so big and there's so much, wow. Um, it's rural that you have to be able to change a tire. You have to, mm -hmm. you got a shitload of snow. It's cold as shit. It's uh, you got to know what to do. A lot of hunt hunters and fishermen. Yeah. So anyway, this old woman, she's got a hell of a sense of humor and she was walking through the woods one day and saw some moose poop. Oh, great. And she imagined, she imagined on these little turds, these little moose poop, which may be the size of a, an acorn or some, she imagined putting little googly eyes on there. And, and then she started imagining that she could sell these things and people might like these little crafts that she made out of these turds. So she calls it turdy works. Oh my and goodness. It's been, it's been so successful <laughs> that they, and she's got a banter. So she's at a craft fair and she's like, we're watching last night. It was their first craft fair. And they, they, found all these turds and they made them they made all these uh, different crafts. One was like, there was a knot in a piece of wood and they figured they would put a turd in there and call it a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> and they're saying, and they're saying that, Hey, you want to buy one of our number two pencils, number two pencils, a standard pencil oh, with, a, no. with a, moose, a moose turd on the end. Oh, so, no. so, um, you know, good for her. And good for her finding the inspiration for this and using something that basically is literally uh, trash excrement and, <laughs> and doing something special with it. It just goes to show we can uh, it's it's all beauties in the eye of the beholder. If I was there, you know, me and my potty, you I was just going to say, was, yeah, <laughs> if I was walking through a friggin craft fair, the, if I was walking through the Philadelphia flower show and I saw a big uh stuffed moose and a bunch of little crafts made out of moose shit i would be <laughs> loading up on that yes i mean the scary <laughs> thing about that whole thing is i can totally see you going in your backyard picking up momies you know stuff of the Turf. day and then hey let me do something with this that's what's scary <laughs> or bringing it, it in is. the lab and saying oh guys i got a present for all of you 
It's my dog's turd. <laughs> I can see that happening. Yeah. Don't tell Hogwarts. Don't tell uh, G- uh, Gandalf or whoever that is. No way. Um, uh, but, well, you know what? And I think I sent this to you before, but there's this. It's called cultivation of a wild mind. That is where you go into the world and you, you use those five senses, three S's and two T's, right? South sign, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. And you pull in all of your surroundings right. and you harness it and you say, I'm, I'm going to look at that. Hey, maybe I can pick up that acorn or that you know, uh, seed pod and, and I'm going to do this with that or just whatever. I mean, Hey, you yeah. see that? Creativity. You ever ask somebody, you ever ask somebody, Hey, uh, um, Hey mayor, you see the friggin' um, that cloud over there, you see the dragon in that cloud. And people are like, well, I don't see no dragon. What Whoa. are you talking about? We, we have to train ourselves to, uh, you know, it's a skill. For sure, yeah, it's so exciting to learn. Definitely. Yes, and you're freaking. Much. I can definitely tell that you're going to be uh, consecutively invited onto this podcast because you're just the type of person that I would like to speak with. So. Oh, I would love it. We'll we can do themes. It. I'm game for whatever. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> we got. I got. And on the philosophy note, I have things to share with you. I'll try to send them over. Awesome. But I've been all over, you know, trying to pull in as much positivity and and inspiration as I can during these crazy times. How's the family doing? Family's doing well, going a little stir crazy, but you know, we're, we're very loud and we're very loving and we have a lot of food that we're making. So everything's great. (laughs) I love it. Yep. You're you're the best there, MC. Listen, one, two, three. Thank you. Thank you, P my friend. You have a great day. Love and respect to the family. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. (laughs) Wow! <laughs>